This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And a beautiful Sunday evening at 5.06 here, and we are back in the Employment Hour. Anytime we want to talk to you, you want to talk to us, you know, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Simple to get a hold of Lior and the fellas at the firm. It is VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca, and we will get to the severance pay calculator very shortly. A very, very interesting and helpful tool. But first, brother, as we always get to at the start of each show, we get to the uh, the week that was. How was the week? Hey, John, thank you very, very much. Great to be back here. And uh, we, we, I want to acknowledge we had a couple of technical difficulties over the past couple of weeks. We resolved them. We're, we're here. Thanks for everyone for sticking with us. But we're here to talk about employment law and workplace rights and educate people and inform people about what the, the issues that they may face in the workplace. Maybe sometimes things don't go the way you want them. Maybe sometimes your boss does or says something that you're not sure, are they allowed? Is this right? What are my rights? We're here to talk about all those things. We're here to educate and inform you and answer those questions. So give us a call right now on the show. We're here till 6 o'clock. We're here to answer those questions. And call me in the office, too. I speak with people on the show, but I speak with that much more people every single day, that many more people in the office. Uh, people call me all the time with questions. So let's let's figure that out. Let's, uh, let's answer those issues and, and inform you and educate. Now, to start us off, uh, the week that was, let me talk about a couple of situations uh, that, that came across my desk, both from our, our uh, Vancouver office. Mm-hmm. First one, actually, a lady from uh, Abbotsford called me, and uh, she, uh, she actually found me online, and she had a question about her record of employment. Uh, she simply wanted to know uh, if the, the code that the company used in the record of employment was proper. She was let go because of a restructuring, but the employer used code M, M for Mary, in her record of employment, which stands for dismissal. And her research indicated that that's the wrong code. That's the code you use if you're let go for cause. So she was afraid that this is going to prevent her from qualifying for employment insurance. She called me, and what I told her is this. You're right. It is, of course, the wrong code to use, but it's no big deal. When you apply for EI, you can send EI the letter of termination that makes it clear that you were let go without cause, so you're not going to have any problems with EI. Now, But then I asked her, well, tell me a bit about the severance that you got. She actually was reluctant to say anything to me, John, about her severance. She said, no, no, the severance was fine. There was no issues. So I said, well, but humor me. I want to find out how much severance you actually got. So this lady had worked for uh, her employer for four and a half years. Uh, She was uh, in a supervisory position making $65,000. She was 50 years old. And uh, I told her, well, what did they offer you? said, 12 weeks pay. And I thought that was very generous. Uh, Well, John, I assessed her as being owed six months' pay. So that was, uh, well, you know, it was more than double what they've offered her. And I told her that. And she was shocked. There was silence on the other, uh, mm-hmm. on the other side. Long story short, I'm now working with her to get her that six months' severance, more than double what she was offered. And I thought this was a very interesting situation. She called me about a record of employment. Right. She called me with a different issue altogether. She didn't ask a, or, or about severance. And that's, that happens very often, John. I have people calling me with other questions, maybe questions related to vacation pay, uh, questions related uh, to some money owing to them when they lost their job. And oftentimes they don't realize that there's bigger issues here potentially at play, bigger entitlements. Uh, so record of employment needs to be dealt with properly. 
But John, let's remember, when people lose their job, over 90% of the time, over 90% of the time, they're offered completely inadequate severance. Uh, and, and don't assume that your severance is adequate. In fact, you'll be safer to assume that it's not adequate, that it's lacking. So that way, you know to get advice, you know to make sure that you get everything that you're owed. And, and for, for her, that's exactly what she did. And, and we're going to work with her over the next few days to make sure she gets it done. This sounds like you or a familiar story like that. Call us. We're here for the hour, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. What else you got going on over there? So second matter uh, I'll tell you about. Uh, I got a call from a gentleman who was uh, also let go, and he had worked uh, in, a, in, a, in a warehouse uh, operating a, a machine, a machine operator, and uh, he usually worked a lot of overtime. In fact, he told me that in over the last three years, he averaged over $25,000 a year in wow. overtime, just a lot of overtime. So that was fine, except when he was let go, the company calculated his severance on the basis of his base salary only. So his base salary was about $40,000, but with overtime, he averages 65000 So when they paid him severance, they said, well, no, your base salary is forty. We're going to give you this many months based on the 40000 That was wrong. And I wanted to bring this up here uh, on the show because it's so important to understand that when you lose your job and you have to get severance, that severance has to include all components of your compensation. So not just your salary, but your salary, your overtime, average overtime, your benefits, your bonus, your car allowance, your pension, your stock options, everything and anything that you have when you work for the company. So for him, just that overtime was worth another $25,000 a year, and employers often forget about that. So don't you forget about that. If you lose your job, you know you have to make sure you get everything that's part of your compensation, not just your salary. Oftentimes, the difference can be huge. As, as it was with this gentleman, good news was he called me, and we're working to get it fixed now, right now. Well, it could be huge. I mean, you got to figure a guy like that, if he's averaging 25000 a year in just overtime, say he's been working there 15 years, 20 years. I mean, that is a big, big chunk of change. Well, yeah. He was owed about a year's severance, John, a year's severance for him. You know, he, he had been there for 10 or 10 and a half years. I assessed him as being owed 12 months' pay. And so it's another $25,000, just that. Just that, just that uh, overtime piece. So you can't ignore it. You can't forget about it. Uh, and, and you can't let the company get away with paying you on the basis of just your salary. That's wrong. Now, you've assessed these uh, last two cases just off the top of your head because you're so seasoned. But uh, details on how anybody can do it. Give some of those on the severance pay calculator. You know, we had a question, I don't know if you remember, John, last week on the show here, uh, this gentleman called saying, well, what is the severance thing? You know, I don't I don't understand what it is. I never heard about it. No one, mm-hmm. no one gets it. Well, of course, that's wrong. Everyone that loses their job is owed severance. And you need to know how much severance because, you know, if it was, hey, 25 bucks, then you may not care so much. So I created the tool that allows anyone and everyone to find out exactly how much severance they're owed if they lost their job, if they're worried about losing their job or maybe they're just curious. So it's severancepaycalculator.com, and you input three pieces of information when you go to that website. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and then you're done. It's gonna tell you how many weeks or months severance you're owed. It's accurate, it's free, it's anonymous. Those are the three three key pieces of information, age, position, length of employment. So you don't necessarily need to, you can call a lawyer if you don't want to, you can do it yourself 
severancepaycalculator.com. Make it the very, very first place you go to if you lose your job. No exceptions. And you know there's still going to be people who use it, listen to the show tonight, and they're going to come back and say, Lior, that number compared to the one I have in my pay, it seems so inflated. It's three, four times what they're offering me. Is there a bug in your system, right? That's what they're going to say. Yeah. Is it a bug? Are we being overly optimistic? Is it wrong? (laughs) No, no, no. That's simply the way it is. And the reason why it's so much higher, it's because in many cases, employees get pennies on the dollars. Either the employer doesn't appreciate how much it owes the employee or the employer hopes that the employee doesn't know how much they're owed. Either way, so many people, most people, over 90% of people get less than half of what they're owed. Don't let that happen to you. You need that money if you lost your job, John. If you lost your job, every penny is important. You have to pay your bills. You have to pay your mortgage. You have to pay your kid's education if they go to school, etc. So you want to make sure if someone owes you that money, if your former employer owes you severance, you can't just say, no, I'm not going to take it. That's, that's ridiculous. That's why the severance calculator is so important. That's why you have to call me if you have any questions. Let's make sure you get everything the law says you should have. Not me. The law says. Let's take a, uh, a really short break here. In the meantime, you want to give us a call, get that number ready, start dialing. We'd love to talk to you. Lior has the answers to your questions. The number 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Lines are wide open. Love to talk to you. And in the meantime, during the break, check out severancepaycalculator.com, as we just mentioned. This is the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. And that number six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight or star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell. You have questions, employment questions, possibly a severance package sitting right in front of you. Hopefully, you haven't signed it yet. Don't do that. Call the or first. Call the show first, and uh, we'll get to the bottom of every and all of your questions here. Uh, our topic for tonight, in between your uh, your excellent phone calls, is things you should never do without calling Lior first. Man, I'll, I'll just get into the first one right away. Big one. Contract. Contact the Ministry of Labor for advice. Please no. Yeah, yeah, you know, John. You know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a few things that, as a rule of thumb, you should not do. Things you should not do to compromise your 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 rights. If you're gonna do those things, we're gonna talk about you'd be compromising your rights. You're gonna be put, putting yourself in a very difficult situation. The first one, as you said, do not contact the Ministry of Labor to to help you to get your termination entitlements. And it's not because I have something against them personally. It's because the Ministry of Labor can only advise you and can only help you with respect to your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. So if you call the Ministry of Labor, they'll tell you what your minimum entitlements are if you lost your job. But remember, John, those are going to be a small fraction, a small portion of your full entitlements. So they can help you with that, and it gets worse. By filing a complaint with the Ministry of Labor to get those minimum entitlements, you're stuck in that process. You can't get out of it. And then you cannot get your, your full entitlements anymore. So people lose tens of thousands of dollars every single day, no exception, because when they lose their job, they engage the Ministry of Labor. It's the wrong thing to do. You have to either deal with it yourself or get an employment lawyer to help you. That's just the rule. There can't be anything different to that. You can contact the Ministry of Labor for overtime issues, for questions about hours of work, vacation pay, absolutely. Not John when it comes to termination of employment. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Opening call of the night. Uh, Michael, good evening. How are you, pal? Very good, thank you. Uh, uh, what's I, your concern? I, I, have a, I had a situation. Now, I'm, I'm going to say up front that this was some time ago, um, and it probably won't do me any good now. 
Uh, this happened back in 2008. But I just wanted to put this forward. Maybe one of you, maybe maybe your listeners may have had this similar situation sure. recently. Um, I, I was a I was a manager for a manufacturer, um, and I worked there for 11 years um, uh, as a key account manager. And I, I we re, we got a we received a new uh, boss. Uh, she started there like she was there for six months. Um, and I, you know, you could tell for some reason that she, uh, wasn't liking my personality for some, some unknown reason. Make a long story short, um, uh, I was requested to, to submit my work and documents right up until, uh, a Friday, uh, before the weekend. And then I was at, she was going to be in town in Vancouver on the on the following Monday and she asked me to go to the hotel to discuss business et cetera et cetera when I got there uh, she was there and uh, also her boss was there and uh, they uh, said to me that they were reorganizing the company and they pushed the brown envelope in front of me uh, and say basically that uh, my position was no longer tenable uh, and I was being let go uh, there was no, you know, like normally on these positions, they give you, you know, three warnings and you're out. There was none of that. If you were doing a, a bad job or something like that, there was none of that. It just came right out of the blue. And they offered me three months severance for 11 years of work. Now, I, I went to a labor lawyer through a friend of mine and he said to me, he goes, well, three months. He goes, well, after I get my cut, well, you know, you might be... You know, it might be four months, five months, but after I get my cut, it wouldn't be much different. So I just take the three months and let it ride. But I just like to find out yeah, from your guests and for your well, listeners down the road. You know, I, I don't think that was proper. Well, first of all, whoever you spoke to should be shot. Don't tell us who it is because I don't want to be sued by him. But <laughs> yeah. but that that, impl- that lawyer is ridiculous. So let's break this down a bit because I agree with you, Michael. This is an important call and important information for our listeners. Now, from a legal standpoint, Michael, they're allowed to let you go as long as severance is paid, even though you've done nothing wrong and even though they haven't given you warnings. Now, where warnings come in is if they were going to let you go for cause. In other words, if they were to say, you did something so bad, so horrible, that we can let you go for cause without severance. In that situation, you're absolutely right. They would have to give you warnings, opportunities to improve. It wasn't wasn't for cause. It was a company. Exactly. It was a company. Mm -hmm. And I found out a week later that they already had a guy that they hired to replace him. So so exactly. And and, and that's my point. And without cause termination, they can let you go at any time and for any reason. Okay? They can let you go at any time for any reason, even without a warning. But, and this is a key, they have to pay you severance. Someone in your situation would probably be owed right around 12 months pay, okay, 12 months. Holy and and cow, the process that? of improving, yeah. Michael, the, pro- the process of improving the severance from three months to 12 months is a simple one. It would have been a letter uh, back and forth or a couple of letters back and forth in most of those cases. So unfortunately, you got the wrong advice. Uh, and and it, it's, it's a shame. And that's really why we're doing this show here, to, to educate people so people don't uh, you know, fall into these traps and, and the misconceptions that are out there. Uh, you're right. You, you, you completely were underpaid, uh, and it's wrong, and the advice that you got was wrong. So hopefully our listeners now can, can learn from this story and understand that if you lose your job, you have to pursue it. You have to get advice from the right people, uh, and, and you have to make sure that you get everything you owed. Because I, you know, at the time when I, they gave me the three months, you know, I was, 
what, 52 at the time. So, I mean, it came as quite a shock out of the blue. Sure so, you know, yeah. so you you know you kind of you kind of handle that as best you can and go wow well I get you know uh, you know so you you just take it and ride it and then of course the labor lawyer says whatever he says but uh, but uh, I just wanted to put that forward for your listeners out there because I'm sure that happens Terrific. all the time. Appreciate that, Michael. Much See, this, is ex- this is exactly what happens. Again, severance pay calculator, and you got to phone the right people. I mean, it's eight years ago. It's way, way water under the bridge now, but it's a shame, right? Yeah, and John, he was would have been owed four times right. what they gave him. Four times, and again, I, I don't. We didn't get into how much salary he was making, but you can assume doesn't matter how much he was earning. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars difference here. And, and Michael's story right now, I speak with people with exactly Michael's story every single day, several times a day. Uh, so so it's not unique. Don't let that happen to you. Okay. Don't find out eight years later, nine years later that you were owed another, I don't know, $40,000 or $50,000. And uh, at that point, it's too late. You have to deal with it now. And here's the thing. If, if Michael would have contacted the right person, John, it would have been so easy to resolve. Yeah. This wouldn't have been a long battle. This wouldn't have been a situation where he's in court. None of that. That doesn't apply in employment matters. Okay, In employment matters, for the most part, we're able to resolve them quickly. We're able to resolve them amicably. We're able to resolve them efficiently. So you should never be afraid of the process. Okay, mm-hmm. And, and right. many people are. Bad idea. Uh, always, always get advice. Always make sure that uh, you, you, you pursue everything that you're owed. 604-280-9898 and star 9898 on your cell. We're also talking about the things you should never do without calling the or first. And Michael's call, really a perfect segue for our next one. That is follow the advice of good old Uncle Bob, <laughs> right? Yeah, or, or, or Aunt Mary or Cousin yeah. Jim. And right. All of those is a bad, bad idea. If you're going to get advice about something as important as your legal rights, your financial entitlements, you have to get it from the right person. So many times I see people that I thought, you know, my Uncle Bob, you know, he's worked for many years. He knows his stuff. Or, or I read something on a message board online, and it's the wrong thing. And once you sign off on that severance letter, once you give up those entitlements, it's too late. So if you're going to get advice from someone, make sure it's the right person. Just like if you have a, a medical condition, you're not going to go on a message board and ask your Bob, Uncle Bob, hey, Bob, should I be worried about this growth in my abdomen? Right? You're, You're right. going to go to a doctor. You're going to find out there and then uh, w- what it actually is. So don't do that with, with respect to your legal rights. And listen, it, it may sound self-serving, so I'll put it out there. If you don't like me and you don't want to talk to me, no problem. Still call me. I'll give you the number of someone else to call. Okay? That's how important it is for you to seek legal advice from a professional. If you lost your job, if you have workplace problems, don't get advice from just anyone. Don't... Uh, Go to Google and, and see if you can find some information. Not when it comes to those things. It's too important. And barring all that, like we said, as we go to break, severancepaycalculator.com will give you the proper and correct dollar amount. We'll take a short break. The number is 604-280-9898. You want to use your cell, no problem, star 9898. In that regard, vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca is the website. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 
The Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKN, the number uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. would love to talk to you tonight. You have employment concerns, something considering your severance, or otherwise Lior is the guy you want to talk to uh, right up till 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, Robert on the line. Robert, good evening. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. What's uh, your concern? I'm for my buddy. Uh, he didn't want to talk because it's just, just too new for him. It happened this week. He's been uh, employed by the same company for probably five years. Uh, production manager for four and a half, half last half year, general manager, and then all of a sudden one day to the next, he didn't wanna. They didn't wanna employ him anymore, and let him yep. go with a six-week compensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me let me make it very clear. And you've you've done a really good deed by by calling in for him because in his situation, first of all, how old is your friend? Uh, fifty three, fifty two, fifty three, something like that. So your friend is actually owed anywhere from six to nine months pay. Oh, not months. I said months, not weeks. So he is owed a heck of a lot more than what he's being given. And this is exactly the type of situation I'm talking about. So that's the bad news. The good news, Robert, is then we can easily get that resolved. It's not a complicated situation. This is as straightforward as it gets. If he works as a as a manager for five years and he's in his 50s, yeah, he's going to get anywhere from six. And six is extremely conservative. He's going to get anywhere from six to nine months pay. So I understand he doesn't want to get on air. No problem. But he does need to give me a call in the office. Let okay. me talk to him. Let me help him resolve this. It's not going to take a long time. Uh, that's what he, the law says he should have. So make that extra step, Robert. Have him give me a call. John is going to give you the number right now to, to have him call me, and, okay. and, and let's get it going. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Robert. Appreciate that. Uh, that number is 604-283-3123. Again, to get a hold of you or outside of the uh, show, 604-283-3123. Your phone call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We are talking about uh, this hour as well, the things you should never do without calling Lior first. Sign that employment agreement, especially especially if you're already employed. John, and the employment agreement is one of the most important documents that, that you're going to ever sign. We spend most of our time at work. We spend more time at work than we do anything else. We spend more time working than we spend on, on vacation, than we spend with our family, than we spend studying. It's an important thing, a part of our life. And the employment agreement is the document that governs what happens at work. It can be with us while we're employed. It can even continue to be with us after we've left the job. It's such an important document. And you have to understand that an, an, a lengthy employment agreement is actually not a good thing for the employee. If you're an employee, you're much better having a short document without a lot of legalese. You want to make sure that the document doesn't take away rights that you have. This is especially true if you're already working and your boss comes to you and wants you to sign a new employment agreement. Be very, very worried, okay? Be extremely concerned. And I'll give you an example, a real situation, someone that I spoke with uh, uh, very recently. So about six months ago, his employer came to him and his colleagues and asked him to sign all brand new employment agreements. He did, didn't think twice about it. In the agreement, the salary was the same, the job was the same, vacation was the same. No problem. He signed it and, and, and no problem at all. Six months later, he's let go for restructuring and the company says, hey, remember that agreement that you signed six months ago? Oh, boy. In that agreement, there was a term that limited your severance. 
in that agreement, you've agreed to accept pennies on the dollar for severance. So now we only owe you eight weeks severance instead of the potential eight months severance we would have paid you otherwise. So by signing that agreement, John, by signing that agreement, he gave away his future severance. Luckily, I'm able to get around that agreement. We don't need to to get technical right now. But the bottom line is if your employer asks you to sign an employment agreement, you're already employed, there's only one reason for it. And that reason is it's better for the employer. It's not better for you. So you do not sign. You do not sign until you, you speak to me. Let me take a look at it. Let me tell you what it means, what it does, if you're giving up any rights and entitlements. That's that's especially true if you're already employed, and it's also true if you just started a job, you have this employment agreement, you want to know what it means, give me a call, let's talk about it. Once you sign, usually it's too late. And if they do throw that agreement across you in mid-employment, do they not have to offer you something to make it like a legal binding document? Yeah, and that's how ultimately we're going to be able to get around the agreement for the person that I, I right. just met, uh, uh, that I just mentioned. In order, if you're already employed and your employer wants you to sign a new employment agreement, they have to give you something in return to make it binding. A signing bonus, a uh, pay increase, extra vacation, anything at all. But, you know, you don't want to get a $100 bonus, sign an agreement that gives, that, that will make you give up tens of thousands of dollars down the road, right? So, so we have to be careful about those things. That's why it's so important. You do not sign your rights away without giving me a call. That that should be something that, that's obvious and clear, and there should be no exceptions. And people I know are wondering right now, going, well, what if they, they force me? Do I have to sign? Do I legally have to sign that document even though I don't want to? Or you tell me not to? Yeah, existing employees do not have to sign a new employment agreement. Right. You cannot be punished, penalized, fired for cause for refusing to sign. Absolutely not. Not at all. And in fact, in most cases, you're far far better off not signing that agreement if it gives up your rights. But r- rather than say never sign, let me see it first. Let me tell you, because maybe in some situations I can say, yeah, you know what? This agreement is fine. You're not giving up your rights. May as well go ahead and sign. But in most cases, if you're an existing employee and your employer wants you to sign a new employment agreement, be very, very worried. It's a very bad idea to sign. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to call in, talk to you later. you got questions about any of these topics that we are uh, covering this evening, go ahead. We'd love to talk to you. Things you should never do without calling Lior first, and that is uh, make assumptions as to their status. As oh, We love this one, the independent contractor. Yeah, so many people believe they're independent contractors when yeah. they are not, okay? People work sometimes for years even, John, assuming that they're legally independent contractors because why? Because they pay their own taxes or because they invoice the company. In so many of those, I'm going to say most of those situations, the person really in the eyes of the law is an employee. So if you work for one company and you work regularly for them, etc., under their supervision, guess what? You're an employee. I don't care if you have your own company. I don't care how you invoice them or who pays your taxes. You are an employee. And think about it. If it was as simple as just calling someone an independent contractor, everyone would be an independent contractor. We wouldn't have employees. We wouldn't need employees. We wouldn't have employment laws then, right? So many people assume, and that that assumption is especially important if you lose your job. So you may be considered or believe that you're an independent contractor and the company decides to end the relationship with you and you will assume, well, you know what? I'm an independent contractor. I guess that means I don't get severance. But guess what? 
If you're in the, in the eyes of the law an employee, then of course you get severance. You get full severance. It doesn't matter if you believe that you're an independent contractor, if the company believes you're an independent contractor. It's always substance over form. So if you're not sure if you're an independent contractor, tell you what, you're not an independent contractor. You're, right. you're not an independent contractor. You're an employee. You know, when we think of independent contractors, you know, the, I always use the plumber example. If you have a leak uh, in, in your sink and you call a plumber to come and fix your sink, that plumber is an independent contractor. The plumber doesn't work for you. The plumber is in business for himself. He has many customers and clients, and he goes around fixing plumbing problems. When he comes to you and fixes your sink, he's an independent contractor. You pay him, and that's it. He takes the money, he pays his taxes, etc. He doesn't come to work for you 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, every day for years. If he did, he would be your employee. The same thing applies to all our listeners, John, I, I assure you. There's dozens, if not hundreds of people listening to us right now who believe they're an independent contractor, where in fact they're not. So don't assume anything. If you're not sure what your status is, give me a call. And certainly, if you lost your job, even if you're, quote unquote, an independent contractor, you have to give me a call because you're probably owed severance. You're curious. You can uh, you can call right now. As a matter of fact, that number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We'll get to another quick one here before we break. Things you should never do without calling Leo first. Oh, this one should be obvious, right? Sign that severance letter. Yeah. Yeah, no, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize that always every show that we do because it's so important. You never, ever, under any circumstances, sign a severance offer. doesn't matter how good you think it is without getting legal advice. At a minimum, go to severancepaycalculator.com and, and input the information and find out if it's even close to being in the range. Because once you sign that severance package, it's too late. It's You can't go back. So um, you have to always assume that that severance offer is inadequate. In most cases, it is. You get legal advice. And if it's good, great. You sign it. You move on. You find another job uh, and, and all is well. So uh, I've spoken literally with hundreds of people over the years, including many people on air, uh, that sign off on a severance package not knowing any better, and they call me when they hear the show, when they hear me speak, when they read something online saying, Lior, I realize now that I'm owed a lot more. Can you help me? But I sign my severance offer. If you sign it, it's too late. Don't let that happen to you. Please, ever. You make a call. You give me a call. You use the severance calculator. You do it right, and, and you make sure you get everything that you're owed. Take a short break. Your number to call. You got some time. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You need to get a hold of Lior, by the way, outside of the show hours. 604-283-3123. And as we mentioned several times tonight, to check out where your severance offer should be, the right amount, severancepaycalculator.com. Lots more of the employment hours on the way. News Talk 980 CKNW. Five forty-eight on your Sunday evening. Your phone call six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on cell. And yeah, after the show is over, any time to get a hold of Lior at the firm six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three is the number you want to call. And uh, Robert, good evening. Thanks for hanging in. How are you? Hey, Robert. Oh, hi, hi, hi. Sorry about that. I no worries. What's going on? Well, I'm just curious about uh, if, if there's a uh, sort of a statute of limitations on how far you can go back. Uh, after you've you know, left your job or been fired or for severance packages. Yeah, Robert, the, the limitation period is two years. Uh, how long has it been for you? Oh, about eight. So, 
was yeah uh, unfortunately you're, you're out of time uh you know tell us a bit about your situation since we have you on here there may be some lessons there for our, our listeners but what happened to you well what happened is i got injured on the job and so i was off work on uh compensation workers comp and then the company brought me in in a sales position so i wouldn't have to work with my hands and uh, do physical work and then a few years after that they you know constructively fired me and uh, it was actually at a, it was a company function. I kind of got a little too drunk and got too rowdy. So uh, that was the, sort of the crux of it all. But afterwards, I, you know, I got for my six years of work there, I got you know, a couple of weeks worth of severance and shown to the door. I've always felt that it was, uh, you know, I was doing them a favor by coming to, back to work, you know, to uh, in a different position. Right. Now, Robert, just curious, is there a reason why you didn't pursue this uh, sooner? Well, you know, I, I don't know if uh, maybe probably the same reason a lot of people don't, you know, after you get let go from a job that sort of, you know, you, you mentioned that you spend so much of your life there, you know, you go into a bit of a depression and you sort of want to hide everything yeah. And, uh, yeah. and walk away from it, you know, it's, uh, it's a terrible thing to have happen. Yeah, and, and I certainly have heard that before, and and certainly you know it's a shame. And obviously, Robert, after six years, you you would have been owed a lot more. You know, six, eight, nine months, depending on your your age and specific position. And you said you got a couple of weeks pay. And and you know what top happened to Robert here is not unusual. And, and potentially, John, we, we didn't get a chance to to delve into things deeply with Robert. But there could have been human rights issues. Sure. If he was suffering with a medical condition. If he wasn't being properly accommodated, there could have been human rights damages potentially at play here. So, you know, it, it's a very unfortunate situation. And he said he also suffered from depression as a result. Uh, a very, very bad situation. Uh, and I wish I could have helped him. You know, there's a two-year limitation period. For Robert, it was eight. And, and again, I hate getting calls like that because I, I, I feel bad and I, I'm helpless. I can't help someone. So let me help you. I can only help you in the first two years. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if that's you, make a call. Give me a shout. Let's talk about it. And let's talk about it for the remaining minutes here on air as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We were talking about this evening as well, things you should never do without calling Lior. First, next one on our list is accept changes to the terms of the employment. Yeah, yeah and the, uh, it's a very bad thing to do, John. When your employer wants to change terms, to just accept it. Now, I'm talking about significant changes, such as uh, demotion or a pay decrease. That's a big one. Uh, a relocation, uh, you know, ch elimination of bonus. Those are things that if your employer wants to do that and you just accept it, and, and by the way, how do you accept it? You accept it by continuing to work. You don't have to say, yeah, I've accepted it. By continuing to work, guess what? Right. You're working because you've accepted it. The problem with you accepting it, number one, is well, the, the, the first thing is the obvious thing. If you got a pay decrease, now you're making less money. But beyond that, if you accept the change, you arguably give the company the right to make the change again and again in the future. So an employer does not have a right to change the terms of your employment in a significant way unless you give them permission to do that. And if you accept the change, you give them permission. So a classic example, they reduce your pay by a few thousand bucks a year. And okay, you'll accept it. You continue working. By doing that, okay, you've given them the right to do it again. So maybe next year it's a few more thousand dollars, and then it's a few more. And before you know it, your compensation is completely different than what it was and what it should be. You only have one opportunity to deal with a change the first time it's made. 
So you don't want to accept that change. You want to, uh, depending on the change, you want to, in some situations, treat that as a constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal happens when the employer changes the terms of employment and the employee doesn't accept it. That, mean you, that means you can treat your employment as being terminated, leave with full severance. So before you decide whether you should accept the change, continue working, or if it's a constructive dismissal, I want you to call me. I want to talk to you. I want to find out what the change is, and I can give you an assessment as to, number one, whether it is a constructive dismissal, and number two, how much what, what your legal entitlements are, how much severance you'd be owed. You need to have that information before you decide whether you're going to accept the change. So again, a change happens. You don't accept it before talking to me. Again, that, that number is 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior. It is VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. We were talking about things you should never do without calling Lior first. In a temporary layoff situation, temporary layoff, sit at home and wait to be called back to work. How many guys do that? So many people. A temporary layoff, John, and many of our listeners are going to be shocked by this. A temporary layoff is actually a termination, or, right. or to be more specific, an employee has a right to treat a temporary layoff as a termination. So there's no inherent right on an employer to lay off someone temporarily. So if you've been laid off temporarily, maybe the company says, we'll call you back hopefully in a few months if the business picks up. You are able right now, today, and the day it happens, to say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to leave and, and get my full severance. Now, the reason why I say you don't want to just accept it, sit at home and wait to be called back uh, certainly not without talking to me, is because if you do that, if you sit at home and wait to be called back, and they do call you back, well, what you've done there, as I've said before, is you've given them the right to lay you off again mm-hmm. in the future. So they don't have a right to lay you off the first time, but if they do and you let them do it, then they have a right to do it again and again. And then, can you imagine you're going to be off for a few months every year or whatever it is? It, you can't work that way. You can't live that way. You need your income. So rather than just sit at home and hope for the best, it may make more sense to just say, well, if this is a company that's going to engage these layoffs, I'm better off leaving with severance, getting another job, and not having to worry about it. So if you're in a layoff situation, give me a call. Don't just accept it. Don't just sit at home waiting. Let's talk about it first. Let's understand what the situation is, what your rights are before you just accept it. Always a bad idea to just accept a change like that. Another thing you don't do, or at least never do without calling Lior first, that is quit because you're upset about a workplace issue, just barging out the door and saying, I'm done. Yeah, always a bad idea, John. Always a bad idea. And it happens often. You know, I'm upset. I, I, I you know, I had a bad situation. I was, uh, you know, in the heat of the moment. Uh, something happened. So I, I just, you know, threw stuff on the, on the table and I said I quit. Well, wait a second. In some situations, there may be better, more effective ways to deal with a, a workplace problems. We want to properly paper it. We want to lay a foundation. Uh, it's not always a good idea to quit. Sometimes we're better off to try to at least give the company an opportunity to fix the problem before we quit. So I, I wanted to make it very clear. If you're in a situation where you can't take it anymore, that's okay. I understand. But before you hand in that resignation letter, talk to me. I want to make sure you're not giving up any rights. I want to make sure we do this right, and I want to make sure that you can get the compensation. I don't want you to just quit without severance. If something's happened and you can't take it anymore, that might mean you actually are owed severance. Maybe it's a poison work environment. Maybe you're being harassed or bullied. Well, we need to deal with that properly before you just quit and make sure that if that is the situation that you're facing, that you get severance. Always, always do that. What's our, what's our window as far as, okay, I, I did that in a panic. I don't really quit. I want to go back. I want to go back. How long do you have? You know, it, it, 
Quitting in the heat of the moment, it's, it's an important topic. Uh, if you quit in the heat of the moment, you have an opportunity. Usually it's within a couple of days. If you right. take it back within a couple of days and the company says, no, I'm not going to take you back, at that point it becomes a termination. If you speak in the heat of the moment, you can take it back as long as you do it quickly, two days max. And then if, if the company won't take you back, they say, sorry, you said quit, then guess what? That becomes a termination at that point. You need to give me a call. But the better idea, before you actually go and quit in the heat of the moment, give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's do it right. Great for another week, my friend. We'll take it from there. In the meantime, to get a hold of Lior a bunch of different ways, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca online. The number, as you know, 604-283-3123. And always, always check out SeverancePayCalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour, right here, News Talk 980, CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.